Welcome to the Fantasy Football Genius, where winning isn't everything, it's the genius thing. Stay tuned if you want to crush your fantasy football goals. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever it is you're listening to this podcast, we welcome you to the Genius Cast. Hope you're having a fantastic Monday. Hopefully you guys had the W or you're at least in a shot to take home the W in your season-long leagues. If you played DFS yesterday, the chalk hit all around. Deshaun Watson, Will Fuller, CMC, plenty of chalk players hit yesterday. If you were not on the chalk in your GPPs, you likely had a rough day like myself. I'm much more of a contrarian GPP player. So I'm not looking at the, the, especially in those big tournaments, I'm not looking at playing the uh, the high volume of those chalky players. I'm looking to be a little more contrarian, find out who's going to be lower owned, go that route yesterday. So needless to say, DFS was not my best day yesterday. But you know what? Like it, like DFS is, it's a new page, new turn. We got a one-game slate tonight. We got week six upcoming. It's a new day, new week. Uh, we, we can uh, put yesterday behind us, like I said. But, but in season long, hopefully you guys have put that, pulled out that W. Hopefully you guys had that at least have a shot of pulling out that win tonight when the Cleveland Browns and the Jets close out week uh, five. Today on the podcast, we're going to take a look at the week five games and matchups from Sunday. We'll also take a look at the Thursday night game between the Rams and Seahawks. We've already talked about it on our Friday podcast, but we'll take another revisit look to that game. And we'll take a look at tonight's game. The, the, the game is going to close out our week five, the Jets and I'm sorry, not the Jets, the uh, 49ers and the Browns. We'll talk about the 49ers and the Browns. What can we look at? How can we be a little contrarian tonight if you're playing the single game slate over on DraftKings and FanDuel? That and much more. Let's go on ahead and jump right on into today's podcast. But before we talk about the games, if you've not followed us over on Twitter or Instagram, please give us a follow. At Twitter, we are at FansportsGenius. Over on Instagram, we are at FantasyFootball underscore Genius underscore. And our website, as always, www.FantasyFootballGenius.com. If you've not signed up and take a look at our mastermind chat, definitely take a look at it. I think it's something you guys would, uh, I, I keep on saying it, I think it's very uh, informational for you guys to have. Have me in your back pocket, another mind to talk about the trades, roster construction, lineup moves, whatever that is that fantasy football related. We can chat it out, and, and those questions are answered 100% of the time within 24 hours. So if some of you are interested, definitely take a look at, we, look at our mastermind chat. We have weekly, monthly, full season packages available. Also have our season-long and DFS packages available, both weekly and full season. Plenty of stuff to make you a better DFS player and a better season-long player. But I think your best bet, if you have not checked it out yet, is our Mastermind Chat. Plenty of good reviews, people talking about how, how it's helping them out. We want to help you guys out as well, so definitely check it out. Weekly, monthly, full season packages available for a Mastermind Chat. Let's jump right on into the, to the games. Week 5. Tonight we're going to close it out with the Cleveland Browns and 49ers. But before we do that, let's take a look at what happened on Thursday, what happened on Sunday, some names that stepped out, some names that maybe uh, stood out to us, starting off with the Rams and the Seahawks. A very good divisional game Thursday, quite possibly one of the better Thursday night games we've seen in a while, where we saw the Seahawks win on a close game against the division rival Rams. Russell Wilson looked fantastic in the game. Jared Goff did what he did. Um, seems like they're run, passing the ball much more. Yes, we got a couple of Todd Gurley touchdowns, but it seems like the Rams are throwing the ball more often. Does that mean because they're falling behind? Most likely that's what it is. I think it, um, you can definitely sense that Todd Gurley is getting a little more and more frustrated the way this offense is running. They need to get him the ball a little more often. Gerald Everett, the tight end there for, for Los Angeles, had a great game. Seven receptions, 136 yards. Uh, Russell Wilson, as we talked about, had a fantastic game. Chris Carson looked good. 
Tyler Lockett looked good. Plenty of players there on both sides of the ball looked good for fantasy. It was a nice start to the week five action for most fantasy owners, unless you're, of course, playing one of those uh, players. Being that there's a lot of fireworks happening in that Thursday night game. If we jump over to, to Sunday, Cardinals and Bengals were a, one of those uh, sneaky shootouts. I, th- I thought there was going to be a lot of points in that game. There was quite a few points. Kyler Murray did stuff with his arm and his leg. Didn't do a whole lot with his arm, but his leg, he did get 93 yards. So if you're in one of those leagues that uh, give you a lot of points for your quarterbacks running, Kyler Murray had a great day. Tyler Boyd, fantastic game um, as usual. He is the number one target there with A.J. Green out. Auden Tate had a nice game. He was one of those chalk players that we had in DFS. Andy Dalton didn't look too bad. Joe Mixon kind of didn't do as, as big as I thought he would. He, he, he was one of those players I was looking at this week to possibly have a big game. Did not have that. He wasn't bad, but he wasn't good either, especially going up against the Cardinals defense. I was a little That makes me a little more worried about Joe Mixon moving forward, but I still am going to stick with him. I still, I still think that he does have talent. And once A.J. Green comes back, if he does not get traded, he's going to make this offense look a little better. But sitting at 0-5, the Bengals are a team that's going to be looking for the future, so I would not be surprised if we see A.J. Green get dealt like I talked about last week. Which is going to make this team, the way we're seeing them now, going to be what it, what it is. And that's what has me a little more worried on Joe Mixon than I was a couple weeks ago and definitely at the start of the year. As for the Cardinals, we know it's a rebuild season. We knew they weren't going to be a very good team. We thought they are going to be a fun team to watch, which they have been. Uh, pieces of the, of the season, they've been very nice to watch. Pieces of the season, they've been bad to watch. That's, that's the kind of offense we're going to see out of the Arizona Cardinals. Murray, David Johnson. Christian Kirk, Larry Fitzgerald, uh, plenty of talent over there on, on the offensive side of the ball, but we're also going to see those struggles happen with a rookie quarterback running things for Arizona. But this is what we expected throughout the season. Next up, we had the Bills beat the Titans in a very defensive struggle, kind of what I thought it was going to be, but I thought it would be the other way around. Wasn't sure on what was going to happen with Josh Allen. He did clear the concussion protocol, had a nice game. He continues to be one of those slate-breaking quarterbacks. With the Titans, pretty good defense. He, he, he had a pretty nice game, uh, Allen did, throwing two touchdown passes. Uh, John Brown, decent game for PPR leagues, five catches, 75 yards. Uh, Derrick Henry, a touchdown for the Titans, a lone touchdown for the Titans, but it seemed to be mostly a defensive struggle for the Bills and the Titans. The Bears and Raiders over in London. What I thought was going to be the breakout party for Mr. David Montgomery was not that. Yes, he got in the end zone, but other than that, the entire offense for the Chicago Bears didn't look very good. Allen Robinson did look good. Seven catches, 97 yards, two touchdowns, but overall, the offense for the Bears did not look very good. David Montgomery, if you are a David Montgomery truther, which I, I have been in the past, and I think I'm starting to go away from it. Yes, he was my buy-low uh, buy poster child last week, but I am not aboard David Montgomery. The Bears seem to be not wanting to get in the ball as much as they should. They should have not lost that game to the Raiders. Raiders are not in the same category as the Bears, especially with that defense. Yes, they're traveling across the pond to London, but no excuse for the Bears to lose this game. No excuse for the Bears' offense to struggle in this game. This should have been the game that Montgomery got going. He did not get going. Um, you got to wonder about Montgomery moving forward in this league. and I'm, I'm sorry, in this season. Next up, Saints and Buccaneers. What looked to be a, uh, a high-scoring game didn't disappoint with 31-24 score. Teddy Bridgewater's looked fantastic. 300 yards passing, four touchdowns. Michael Thomas, excellent day. Fantastic elite day. 11 catches, 182 yards, two scores. Alvin Kamara didn't do anything major, but he did uh, keep the ball uh, going on that offense. James Winston didn't look too bad. Chris Godwin didn't look too bad. 
Mike Evans was a no-show, no receptions in the game. A big goose egg for Mike Evans. If you're giving up on Mike Evans, don't do so. That was a tough matchup against the Saints uh, secondary than the, uh, with the cornerback that was going to be lining up over Mike Evans. Big things are coming still for Mike Evans. As we saw a couple weeks ago, um, last couple weeks, Mike Evans was fine. I do not see an issue with Mike Evans moving forward. So if you are jumping ship after I told you to buy low on him, do not do so. Buccaneers are going to be fine moving forward. This offense is going to be an offense that's going to pass the ball like we've seen. Mike Evans is going to be involved as usual like I've talked about in the past. Vikings, a much more of a pass-happy team this week. Yes, it was still the Dalvin Cook show, but he got his a passing game. Um, Vikings got a passing game going a little more with Kirk Cousins. Adam Thielen, fantastic game. Seven receptions, 130 yards, and two scores. Kirk Cousins, over 300 yards and those two scores. And Dalvin Cook, still over 100 yards. The Vikings offense was rolling against the Giants. Daniel Jones looked like a rookie quarterback at times um, with a couple of mistakes there for the Giants. But overall... I think uh, the, the Giants do know that they have a better quarterback um, in, in-house, a more athletic quarterback. Good things are, especially with uh, Saquon Barkley likely coming back in the next couple of weeks here. Uh, things are going to get better for the, for the Giants. Now you're going to add an, one of the best running backs in football to that offense. And we've seen Daniel Jones get Evan Ingram, Sterling Shepard, and those players involved. Now you're going to be adding Saquon Barkley to that. Good things are coming for the Giants uh, for fantasy-wise, maybe not season-wind-wise, uh, but for fantasy-wise, we, uh, we are looking forward to the Giants uh, this, this season. Next up, the Jets and the Eagles. Eagles put a whooping down on the Jets. Carson Wentz didn't have to do much on the, uh, in, in the passing game. It was the ground game. It was the defense. Zach Ertz had a nice game uh, per, for a uh, fantasy production with 5, five, five for 57 and a touchdown, but this was a defensive show for the Eagles. The Eagles looked fantastic on defense. What were the 10 sacks and a couple touchdowns for that D? The D was un- unstoppable, which didn't force uh, Carson Wentz, who was very high in coming into, the year, coming into the week. When your defense scores twice and has that kind of ga- game against a bad Jets team, your quarterback doesn't have to do much. Um, that's why Wentz did have a not-so-great game for the Eagles. Moving forward, Wentz is still going to be one of the better quarterbacks. Uh, if you're looking at the box scores, you're going to say that he didn't have a very good game. But if you actually look at the game, see what happened. Wentz was not needed. He did not have to throw the ball. That's what made uh, Wentz's day not a very good day for fantasy boys. Ravens, Steelers, what used to be a defensive struggle uh, division game. was much more an offensive game there. 26-23 in overtime for the Ravens. Juju finally finally did something uh, positive. Touchdown, seven receptions, 75 yards. Looked pretty decent. Lamar Jackson didn't look that great. Yes, he had 70 yards uh, rushing, but his passing was only 161 for a touchdown. That's where uh, that's why a few weeks ago when I talked about Lamar Jackson being a sell high, that's why I talked about it. I think Lamar Jackson is still a sell high. If you can get something out of him, if you have a, 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 another option at quarterback, I think Lamar Jackson is still a sell high option in my opinion. Patriots and Redskins. Patriots have put on another show, another dominating uh, win by the Patriots over the Redskins. But then again, when you play bad teams to start the year and you're a team like the Patriots, you should be dominating teams. That's what's happening. Hopefully we can start to see some good teams playing the Patriots. But looking ahead at their schedule, they still have some cupcakes that are uh, coming into the schedule. Once those Patriots do start to uh, play better teams, that's going to make the uh, entire offense. But again, you still had Tom Brady, 300, nearly 350 yards passing, three touchdowns. Julian Edelman, eight receptions, 110 yards and a touchdown. Sonny Michelle finally got off the snide, had a little better game, 16 carries, 91 yards and a touchdown. Everybody and all on the Patriots uh, had a nice game. But once they have to start maybe playing a little more 
um, for those four quarters. Those those offensive players are going to even do better for the Patriots. Um, right now, they're playing some bad teams, and they're they're doing what they're supposed to. They're they're playing good defense. They're destroying teams, and they're still doing what they need to do for fantasy wise. There's still no uh, duds coming out for this team. Patriots look like Patriots that we've always seen dominating and destroying teams in the 2019 season. Jaguars and Panthers, another fun game to watch. Uh, CMC absolutely going bonkers in the game, 170 plus yards, couple scores. DJ Shark, couple scores receiving, 164 receiving yards off eight receptions. Gardner Minshew, 370 plus yards passing, two two touchdowns. He's looked very nice in this uh, stepping in for Nick Foles since week one when Foles went down with his injury. Has Minshew taken over that that uh, starting role even when Foles is healthy? We do not know, but he's looked very good in that offense. Um, Jaguars sitting at two and three are not out of the woods, so the, um, Minshew is still playing well, playing mistake mistake free football for Minshew. I do like the Jaguars' o- offense, and we're starting to see more and more Leonard Fournette start off a little slow during the season, but we saw him get all the volume that he wanted. I said that, that those numbers were going to start coming, and they are starting to come come now. If you were if you're able to buy low on Leonard Fournette, great. I think he's going to be one of the better running backs moving forward just because of the volume alone. When he's getting this much volume, he's going to start doing stuff, and he is starting to do that as well. Good game between the Pan- Pack- Panthers and the Jaguars. Next up, Falcons and Texans. High-scoring shootout. You would think when the Falcons scored 32 points, Julio Jones would have a big impact to that. You would think that the uh, Houston Texans scoring 53 points would be a, mean a big game for DeAndre Hopkins. Neither Hopkins or Julio Jones did much in this game. The ball was passed around quite a bit for the Falcons. Hooper, um, Sanu, uh, Calvin Ridley, plenty of options to, to throw the ball to. Uh, that kind of left Julio Jones kind of like as an odd man out, as odd as it sounds. And for the Texans, Will Fuller. A monster game, 14 receptions, 217 yards, three scores. Deshaun Watson, over 400 yards passing, five touchdowns, only five incompletions. A fantastic game from Watson. This is why I had Watson coming in the year as my number one quarterback overall, just because what he can do with his arm and his, and his legs, the weapons he has. We knew Fuller was eventually going to get going. This is why a lot of people had him as a chalk player for DFS. Fuller was bound to get going, and this was a perfect matchup for him. I thought it wouldn't be this big of a matchup for him. I did think that it would be kind of a split between him and DeAndre Hopkins. But Fuller, absolutely bonkers, where Hopkins kind of put up a dud. I'm not worrying about Fuller. I'm, not, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not worrying about uh, Hopkins or Julio Jones. If you're thinking about selling them now, do not do so. They are still the elite talent that we've seen them in the past. Broncos finally get off the snide and beat the Chargers. Um, decent game from Cortland Sutton. Decent game from Phillip Rivers. Uh, not too bad of a game from Joe Flacco. As for the Chargers, uh, passing game was big time for uh, Austin Eckler. We're seeing that he still is going to get uh, the, the, the pass-catching catch, uh, routes there in, in Los Angeles, which is going to make me think that when the Chargers are expected to be uh, leading games, it's going to be a Melvin Gordon type of game. Maybe when they're starting to fall behind and it's going to be a game they're going to be trailing, it's much more of an Austin Eckler. But for the most part, I think we're looking at a 50-50 timeshare. Eckler's earned, time, uh, earned more reps on his team. Keenan Allen uh, didn't look so good, so great. I was not high on him coming into the week, even without the options there at the right receiver. Chris Harris is a good cornerback, and he showed that he can kind of keep him out of the game. And I think Eckler's also going to be taken away from what uh, um, Keenan Allen's going to be doing in that offense as well. Next up, we have the Packers and the Cowboys. Packers jumping out to an early big lead. Cowboys were able to come back a little bit as the game ended up, but uh, absolutely monster game from Aaron Jones. 
Um, starting to wonder when he was going to get the carries on a, on a full-time basis. Last couple weeks, they've gotten involved more and more. This last week against the Cowboys, four scores, over 100 yards, uh, very much involved in the passing game as well. Amari Cooper for the Cowboys, big game as well. 11 receptions, 226 yards, and a touchdown. Dak Prescott, a nice game, 450 yards, two, a couple scores. Michael Gallup, plenty of, uh, plenty of offense going, going, going around for the Cowboys. For fantasy, that's what we're looking at. We're not looking for when we're looking at fantasy. We're not looking for wins and losses. We're looking for players' productions. And the Cowboys had plenty of production between Prescott, Amari Cooper, and Michael Gallup. Ezekiel didn't, didn't do much uh, for running back purposes, but that's when the when the Cowboys fall behind. You got to pass the ball much more. That kind of went against the game script for Ezekiel. Yes, he is involved in the passing game, but this was much more of a Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup game than it was Ezekiel, which I thought was going to be the roles were reversed. I thought the Cowboys would jump out to a decent lead. Excuse me, and be much more of an Ezekiel Elliott game. That was not the case. Aaron Jones was able to kind of get the ball rolling for the Packers and have a monster day. Hopefully, listen and, and uh, kept Aaron Jones. A lot of people are talking about selling Aaron Jones because he didn't have the production he had. This is this is a player that I think needs to get the ball more and more. He's a very talented running back. For whatever reason, coaches don't want to give him the ball. Now I think the last couple of games we've started to see that getting more and more involved with the ball. And I think to keep Aaron Rodgers more and healthy, something that's been a problem over the years, last few years, they got to make sure that Aaron Jones is running the ball and running the ball well. He did that and more against the, Pac- against the Cowboys on Sunday afternoon. And finally, Colts and Chiefs. The Chiefs lost uh, for the first time, I think, and might have been forever, and then ever, uh, Patrick Mahomes being a starting quarterback. The Chiefs didn't score, I think it's 26 points. They've, they've scored most games when Patrick Mahomes does start in the game. <clears throat> Mahomes didn't, didn't look too bad. Over 300 yards and a touchdown. Did kind of get dinged up, an ankle injury, which affected his mobility outside the pocket. And I think we saw the, the effects of what happens there. And then once Sammy Watkins went down, a guy named Byron Pringle, don't know much about Byron Pringle personally, nice game, six receptions, 103 yards and a touchdown. If you were on Pringle for the single game slate, you likely were sitting with a nice payday. I had way too much Sammy Watkins going into the game. Um, but again, Chiefs finally get that loss. The Colts are saying Andrew Luck, who we have uh, Jacoby Brissett. I did not think this team was going to be able to contend much this year without Andrew Luck. They have proved me wrong. Good defense, good ground game, and Brissett looks like a leader out there in the pocket as a quarterback. That's what happened on Sunday. That's what happened on Thursday. As for the final game of week six, the Browns and the 49ers, if you're playing the single game slate, the way I'm handling this, this this game to kind of be a little more contrarian, I think the popular captain and MVP players are going to be the Baker Mayfields, the Odell Beckhams, the Nick Chubbs, even the Jimmy Garoppolo's. I think they're going to be those are going to be players that are going to be very popular. What I'm looking at is going with another stud player that has not maybe started out the year like we thought he was going to. I absolutely love George Kittle tonight. I think George Kittle is going to have a monster game. I think he's going to be uh, very much involved with the passing game um, for the 49ers. The Browns are very good against the run. And with a couple weeks to, to uh, prepare for this game, I think Shanahan's going to come out and have a nice game plan for the 49ers. So what I'm looking at doing is having an onslaught for the 49ers because I think a lot of people are going to be going the opposite way with the Browns. With the talent that they have, the Browns have Odell Beckham, the Jarvis Landrys, the Nick Chubbs, the Baker Mayfields. Plenty of talent over there, plenty of big-name players for the Browns. Where the 49ers have Jimmy Garoppolo, Jer- George Kittle, uh, they got a trio of running backs, actually four running backs if they're all healthy that can do stuff. They got receivers, Marcus Goodwin, Debo Samuel, um, Dante Pettis, who last year was the, one of the top targets. This year he hasn't done much. So there's a lot more players over there on the 49ers that kind of anybody can do anything, where the Browns are much more of a, st- a star studded uh, 
cast over there on the Browns. So that's why I think the Browns will be much more of a popular uh, play for many players over there on DFS. So if you're playing the single-game slate, I'm looking at going 49er onslaught, maybe running it back with just the one player that you have to for the Browns. I think Odell Beckham is a player that I'm going to go with. He hasn't going to be chalky, but if I'm not taking him for the captain spot, that's where I can be a little different. That's where I'm going to be using George Kittle. Of all the players, I think he's looking at maybe third or fourth at most um, highest owned for that captain or MVP spot. And if you're looking to be even more contrarian, is maybe fading Nick Chubb completely. After last week's monster game, a lot of people are going to be high on Chubb. And if the 49ers, the 49ers do have a pretty good defense. If they can keep Chubb under control, under wraps, he doesn't get in the end zone, that's going to make you much better. You're going to be all of a sudden in the money if you go with the 49er onslaught. And if you can get a bad game from Chubb, and maybe you get a bad game from the ground, the ground game completely for the 49ers, and it's much more of a passing game, all of a sudden you're going away from where the public's going and you're in the cash line. And if, if you can find one of those players, a Jarvis, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, a uh, Marcus Goodwin or a Debo Samuel, whoever that player that you're kind of using as a, uh, a fill-in player, Maybe it's a uh, Dante Pettis. Um, maybe it's going to be uh, going with the, the the Browns tight end. I think they picked up uh, uh, Seals Jones. Maybe you go somewhere like that, and they have a decent game. All of a sudden, you're moving up the later board, and when it, once what looks like a cash game is all cash. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, uh, min cash play is turning into a nice payday. But that's if we can get Chubb not in the end zone. That's what I'm banking on. Hopefully, for my teams, if I'm being a little contrarian, going to fade Chubb and go very. Uh, Pass happy for the 49ers, going to 49ers onslaught. That's the way I'm looking at it for both DraftKings and FanDuel. If you're playing that single-game slate, good luck. Um, hopefully you guys are going to pull down the W in your season-long leagues. If not, if you're starting to, to, to feel that slide happening in your season-long leagues, check out our Mastermind Chat. Let's get you back on track. Let's get you back in the right direction, winning those games. Check out the website for our uh, Mastermind Chat and all of our season-long and DFS packages, www.fantasyfootballgenius.com. Weekly, monthly, full-season packages available for our Mastermind Chat. Weekly and season-long, uh, and, and full-season packages available for our season-long and DFS packages. Plenty of different articles that can help you throughout the week. Over on Instagram, we are at fantasyfootball underscore genius underscore. On Twitter, we are at fansportsgenius. Have a fantastic rest of your Monday, and we will talk to you on Wednesday. Dominate those leagues. Have a great day. 